Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. Now, it's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider. Welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA. I'm joined today by three other lovely folks, but look, this pro- uh, this broadcast is going to be brought to you today by our good friends over at TechWeld. USA made in a world filled with worry regarding overseas products. They offer many USA made products to help separate themselves from the promotional product pack. My friend Meg Erber uh, pre-show was uh, sort of spreading the the havoc a little bit about uh, the Delta variant of the COVID virus. Uh, So listen, hand sanitizers are still a big deal. Uh, If you're not using them, I don't know what you're doing. But uh, look, hand sanitizers due to the coronavirus outbreak, something that's definitely trending worldwide. And the CDC recommends sanitizing and washing hands to help prevent the spread of the disease. Uh, They've got many sanitizer SKUs that help combat the spread of the virus. And they've got a lot of FDA compliant products as well. So in a time of uncertainty, knowledge of a product is FDA compliant is key in allowing a customer to feel at ease when placing an order. So be sure to go check them out at techweld.com. That's T-E-K-W-E-L-D.com. Uh, and since I've already brought her up, why don't we say hi to uh, Panic Meg Gerber? Meg hi. Panic. <laughs> Hello, my friend. How is everybody doing today? Fantastic. That's awesome. Great. Yeah. How are you doing specifically? Awesome. The audience has said they, they're feeling really, really good. Um, <laughs> this is definitely a two-way broadcast, Meg. Um, Stephen McFadden, how are you doing? What's up? Doing all right. Awesome. Hanging man. in there. Well, we're joined today by a special guest, Mr. Dustin Wicks. And uh, look, we're going to talk today about PPEF, the Promotional Products Education Foundation. Now, before you tune out, I know we've discussed this before, but this is going to be a much different approach to the topic. And Dustin's got a lot of great information for us, including some of the, uh, the winners, the review process and all that sort of thing, because this is all just taking place uh, not that long ago. So, Dustin, it is uh, customary for us around here on this podcast to allow our special guests a good three to four minute platform to tell us who the hell you are, what you've been up to, how you got started in the promotional products industry and all that sort of stuff. So go. I'll I'll allow it. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jeff. (laughs) So three, four minutes will be a challenge, but um, I'm Dustin Wicks. I'm the uh, sales system product manager for Halo. Um, I've been in the industry for about 14 years. I started with Norwood, um, which then became BIC. Uh, then moved over to uh, Vernon and now with Halo. Um, so I've done a little bit of everything in the industry, um, both sales on the sales side, marketing side, IT side, you name it. Um, I've done it, I feel like. Um, but I actually started in this industry. So I graduated from, from school, from college um, in, in software. Uh, so I did a lot of programming and, and started at, at a startup, a software startup company. Um, and we, we did pretty well. It was, you know, kind of what you see in the movies, right? So a bunch of young guys listening to hard rock music coding. Um, and we built a, a software application, which we were, we were proud of. Um, turns out we ended up uh, selling that, that company. So I needed something to do, right? And I was young. And I had an uncle that was in this industry. Um, talked to him one day and he said, hey, have you ever thought about promotional products? And I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, so he said, look up on the wall and he had a calendar, right? And he said, this is what promotional products are. There's a calendar and you put your logo right here. And I kind of looked at him like, like calendar, like on the wall calendar. And I asked him, does anybody use that? And he started spouting off a bunch of statistics. And I said, so you're looking, you guys are looking for someone to sell these. And he's like, oh, so I went to the Chicago ASI show 
And that's when it just blew my mind, right? So going from booth, <clears throat> booth to booth, seeing the millions of products. And I said, I, I can't believe this is a thing. I can't believe this is an industry. And more importantly, I can't believe people make money at it. Um, so at that point, I said, I got to try it. Um, so I went from developing a software program to selling calendars for Norwood. Um, so it was an enormous change. I had a lot of roll, rolling eyes from my family members, but it was great. I loved it. Loved meeting distributors, loved the, the company. And they call this industry the mafia. And it, it is, you know, I've tried to leave, but it's not happening. So I'm sticking around for good. Oh, you like this watch? Here, take it. <laughs> right. That's what I felt like when I'm walking around the Chicago ASI. I think I said those words um, to a couple people. <laughs> it felt like I'm going to have a guy come up with a briefcase and like the teeth go across the table. Like it's, it was just amazing to me. That's funny. It still is amazing. What year was that that you saw the calendar and, and questioned like, is this actually a thing? 2007. Right. Wow. So, so, so think mm. about this, right. I'm coming out of school software. I did programming, a little bit of marketing, a little bit of business. And the first thing that, you know, I find or see with this industry is a hard copy calendar. And I have my uncle pitching it to me. He's like, you know, think about it. 365 days of advertising. They see the logo right there. And I got, you got, I said, you got to stop. People, do people actually <laughs> use this. And he shook his head. He's like, you wouldn't believe it. And then he started giving me the hundreds of millions of calendars. And I was like, oh my God. So now, now I started to learn the calendar lingo, right? Of um, how many times it's looked at, cost per impression, and all of a sudden I'm selling calendars. So I went from programming to selling calendars within like two weeks. Yeah. So real, real quick, that's always like one of it's. It's why we ask that question to guests when they come on because it's always such a fascinating story. Number one, how people get exposed to the the industry and and what they've been up to, but just like how people have explained it. And it's so funny to see how everybody sort of leads their a different way. You know, a lot of people will they'll say that you know the mugs and pens or you know, a lot of people, you know, like you said, calendars. So it's always an interesting story to hear and really appreciate that. Uh, really cool. Yeah. Um, so we did, uh, we did want to talk PPEF. So why don't you uh, just sort of give us an introduction of what PPEF for anybody that doesn't know what it is. Uh, and, then, and then we can sort of roll from there, Dustin. Yeah. So uh, Promotional Products Education Foundation. So I, I got involved with it. Sorry, I think it's already been three years. Um, um, and, and really it kind of stemmed from, I've worked with PPAI Chicago and some of the other um, nonprofits in the industry, but I've always felt very strong um, about uh, academics and, and continuing education. Um, and, and really, I, you know, not to go off on a rant, but with the prices, right, the expense of college and how, you know, it, it seems like it's, it's increasing exponentially every single year. Um, PPF just really became, you know, kind of a, kind of a draw for me, uh, just because it's, it's something to give back to the industry, but it's something that really focuses on on that continuing ed, right? That continuing education. Um, so what, what I started to do is, is um, kind of reach out and, and become more and more uh, interested and then more and more involved um, in what, what PPF is doing. So to give you an idea, um, this past year, guys, so in 2021, we had a, almost 500 um, applicants to, to PPF. Wow. And then of those, we awarded about 161 scholarships. Um, so it's, wow. it's a significant number, right, that are applying and a significant number that are that are receiving. Um, and you're talking almost $300,000 of awards. So so it's, it's a huge thing, right, that, that PPF does every year. And we're trying to gain, you know, more and more traction um, just so industry, the industry um, individuals know what's going on, know who we are, and probably more importantly, know that they are eligible, 
um, for some of the scholarship money. Yeah, that, that was to be my first question, Dustin. Um, who is eligible and how does that eligibility work, I suppose? Yeah, so uh, industry employees um, are eligible as well as their dependent children. Um, so, huh. so and, and the breakdown, guys, from the, you know, who actually applies is actually, it's, it's pretty even. So we do have a large number of uh, supplier employees, distributor employees, and then uh, business service employees um, that, that, that do apply and then ultimately that do receive the awards. That's awesome. So, is it only for like incoming freshmen or can Meg Erber's six kids uh, that are currently in college actually still apply? Yep. So we, we do have, um, so we break it up. We have, we have four-year scholarships and then Meg's uh, who are, are in school can actually apply as well for even postgraduate studies. So Meg, they're not, they're not out yet. Yeah. You're welcome, Meg. I, I just saved you a bunch of money. Thank you. If, if they're <laughs> clever enough to, to, to be awarded. I mean, Dustin did just say there's over 500 people that apply, yeah. uh, but that's still a huge number of recipients, actually. You said 161? 161, 161. yeah, over, and almost $300,000. So, and that's, that's nice. Think about that. You know, it's, it's 30% of applicants are awarded a scholarship. There's wow. really, there's no other funds out there, right? Usually you're one, two, 5%. We're talking almost 30%. Um, and then we have, uh, just so you guys know, we have a, a large group of industry volunteers that we owe a debt of gratitude to um, that are part of that review process. Um, and it's, I've been part of that for now two, two years. And it's, it's amazing. It's amazing to read the essays and what comes from these kids, you know, and what, what they've gone through to get to where they are. Um, so it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of work for these volunteers, but it's, it's the most rewarding, one of the most rewarding things that I do um, is just you know, to be able to read this and then award scholarships to these really deserving kids that are just busting it to get to where they're at. You know? Yeah, I think that's a really good segue actually. Steven, I know that you were, uh, you said you were one of the reviewers or, or uh, something like yeah. that. Right? Yeah, so this, this was my first year um, getting involved um, I had heard about it actually from our podcast the first time we did it and was kind of looking for different avenues to, to volunteer. And um, it was a really neat process. I mean, they have a, uh, for those that are looking to volunteer, I would highly recommend for a couple of reasons. One, the, the system that's used is, is pretty awesome. Um, it's a, it, it basically walks you through the essays with point, different point scales and um, I think if I'm not mistaken, Dustin, multiple people are reviewing kind of overlapping candidates as well. So that way there's averages of scores that are then accumulated and then made uh, final decisions are made off those. Um, but just the, the stories that Dustin alluded to. Um, yeah, it, it, was, uh, it was it was kind of emotional. I mean, some of them are are super inspirational. Some of them are very sad, um, but it is interesting to know like what kids are going through. You know, you kind of get a glimpse into it in 350 words or, or whatever it was um, of, you know, medical challenges or, you know, different learning uh, struggles and sports involvements. And it's, there's some amazing, amazing kids out there. So it's awesome that this exists to be able to award such a high percentage of them. So Dustin, um, do you, do you know how many uh, actual reviewees there are? Like how many uh, volunteers you have actually going through that process? 
Yeah, we had 21 uh, this this past year, and like Stephen mentioned, so it's it's a multi-review process. So we're we're reviewing the same just to make sure that you know if there's biases or we're at least getting a, a you know a good a good handle or a good understanding so we can average out those scores. Uh, but one thing, I, I, so Stephen kind of mentioned it right, the emotional side. Um, hopefully, we got time for a quick story, but uh, just to yeah. give you an idea and, and everyone listening, you know the the kids that are applying, I say kids, the, the people that are applying um, to these, they, the, the stories that they, they do have, and especially this past year with COVID-19, right? We actually mm-hmm. had to um, kind of adjust uh, one of our essays to, to state, you know, everybody kind of had challenges with COVID-19. So remember that you want to differentiate yourself, trying to tell the, the, the people that are applying, don't just dwell on this, right? But at the same time, it impacted people. So you can't you can't ignore it. So I, this this year, you know, I, I typically um, usually on a Saturday morning, I'll get, grab my coffee and I'll start reviewing, right? And I'm reviewing, and one of these just broke me down, like broke me down. And my wife walks in at that moment and sees me kind of like cowering in front of my computer with a tear drop, like a movie. And she's like, "What is going on?" And I said, "You have to read this." So I, you know, I'm not I'm not technically probably supposed to, but for her to read that and the same thing, it was like, holy cow. I mean, these stories and what these kids are going through to get to this stage, it's awesome. It really is awesome. Oh, and that's like, I would, I'm a crier, like easy crier. So I would be, and I know BJ would walk in and be like, are you watching those videos again? You know, cause I (laughs) suffer for those homecoming videos when the soldiers or the sailors come home. And then it's like, oh, I made it their kids. I can't, I watch them every day. I don't know what's wrong with me. So he walks in, he sees me crying. He's like, are you watching those videos again? No, I'm reading scholarships. I'm like, what? You might I, not want to be a reviewer, Meg. Yeah. Like, Megs, why are all the people you reviewed all tens? Like, they're, they're all perfect scores. <laughs> I know, I'm a sucker for that stuff, so. You know, and that is the hard part as a reviewer too, because, you know, it is, you do have to differentiate one from the next. And I, I found myself, reading a bunch and then going back and reviewing some because it's like how do I compare it to the next one if I haven't read the next one so so you had to you know go through and there's a two-step review process Dustin correct there's uh, reviews for the four years and then reviews for the uh, or the upper levels is that correct that's correct yeah so what what we do and we we have a a few different um, scholarships so we have a four-year scholarship we have a chairman scholarship we have a friends of ppmn scholarship there's a lot of opportunity right and and we actually don't limit it you know so we we could award scholarships to the same purse for for multiple um but what we Mm -hmm. do to for the really to help with the review process is the applications are slightly different um so we we divide those up into really two waves um, for for the reviewers to be able to to accurately re- review dependent upon a four year scholarship versus versus not. So what are because I know this year with COVID and I know we talked we had uh, BP on about you know fundraising for PPEF because yeah. I know PPAI Expo is typically your guys's big uh, sort of fundraiser and, and drive so. Um, were you guys able to raise a similar amount of funds this year, even though COVID was in the way? I mean, and how does that really affect what you're able to award and, and so on? Yeah, so we're, we're actually really proud of, and thanks for the, the question. We're, we're really proud of the fact that we awarded more uh, scholarship, more scholarship money this year than last. Um, that's not ah. something that most can say. Um, 
And I'll also say that we, we had more applicants this year than last, which is crazy to me, you know, with, mm. with less employees in the industry. So we are spreading the message and more importantly, you know, PPEF is holding true to what, to what we are being able to award that money without sacrificing. So the truth be told is, you know, the, the incoming, as far as fundraiser took a hit um, because of, you know, Vegas and, and so forth. So we've, We've pivoted and we've done a lot of different uh, fundraising efforts, um, mostly through social, um, some online efforts. I'd urge everybody out there to, to visit the website to check out the different ways that, that you can help and, and, and give back. Um, we just, as, a, as an organization, the PPF, we're just very proud that, yeah, we took a hit on the fundraising, but we still hold true to, you know, to what we're trying to do for these, these, uh, you know, these kids coming into school. So we, we were still able to to give that that scholarship money and hold our our uh, number of, of of awardees, that's awesome. In the the scholarships themselves, are they just typically just donations from suppliers and distributors? Like anyone can donate. Um, can you even give enough to have a scholarship named after you, kind of thing? Like, how does that work? <laughs> uh, yeah, we have named scholarships, so absolutely. Um, but then we also anybody in the industry, anybody outside the industry um, is, is free, free to donate. And we do a number of different, like I said, a number of different events, a number of different drives to be able to, uh, but at any time you can visit our, um, just at our website at PPF and, and be able to give back right there. Um, so, and we do, like I said, with different, different social media um, fundraising events that uh, feel free to follow and you'll, you'll definitely get, you know, hit up for the different things that we have going on. Awesome. Are you able to go into the review process at all? Like what the different, um, I guess, uh, grades are on, you know, what those, uh, what the different things you're looking for are, or, or is that something that you guys sort of keep closed lip to? No, we can high level it. Um, so, so we do require a 3.0 uh, GPA. Um, we've relaxed as far as ACT, SAT, mostly because of, of COVID. Um, so what we do look at is uh, resumes, CVs. Um, so that's part of the process. And then we have uh, essays as Stephen and I were talking about. So what we do is we provide a weighted average um, to academic scores. And then we, uh, as compared to the, the resume, which is part of the review process, and then the essay scores. So we, we kind of have a multifaceted uh, approach and then look at those averages to make our final determination. Um, but as long as they're the, the students over a 3.0, um, they're, they're free to, to apply um, and then submit that type of information. Okay. And then you said it was a multi-reviewed um, multi process. So how, how many times is each applicant reviewed? Is it two times, three times, five times? Yeah, at least two. Um, so what we try to do, and it, it really depends on, on um, the, the scholarship, but we, we at least want to have two because like I said, we, you know, if you get Meg on there and she's crying and give everybody tens, we got to make sure that that balance. <laughs> yeah, I think um, between both sets of reviews for the four year and one year as a reviewer, I think it was broken up into like 34, 32 and 28, something like that. So we did about 70 uh, between both reviews yeah, or so. 67. It's manageable. And that's why we, mm -hmm. and again, very much encourage anybody, you could reach out directly to me if you're interested in being a reviewer. Um, we, we do try to, you know, have a good amount, a good number, but not overwhelming. Uh, so we, like I said, this year, right around 20 um, is usually a good number. Uh, and 
you know, much less than that, it, it can, you know, suck your time away a little bit, but um, right now it's, it's manageable. And, and like I said, we're slowly but surely increasing the number of applicants, which is awesome. You know, we'll just do the same with the number of reviewers. Do you, do you cap that at all with the number of reviewers, volunteers that you have doing it? So far, we haven't had that, that problem. So yeah. um, what we do though, is, is we need to make sure that, you know, they have the, the time available. So sure. Stephen can kind of attest to this. It, it does take time and we want people to, that are reviewing to take the time. You know, this isn't something that you want to rush through because these are academic scholarships. You know, it's, it's a pretty cool thing to have a hand in it. We just need people that take that serious. I would imagine you give reviewers several weeks to go through it, right? Or no? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Very yeah, cool. we'd like to say, you know, overnight, but that's not possible. Yeah, yeah we, we schedule it out and then make sure that we have time to to finalize and then present the uh, award scholarships. Yep. Sure. You guys have any other questions for Dustin? I just um, I saw a bunch of names on here that I know, and that's always exciting because you want you you want that for your friends and for their kids and like you know, Lori Bauer, I saw Chad Rizzo's name. I saw there's actually a girl, a lady who I used to call on down here in Bridgeton, um, Sandra Rodriguez. And I was like, oh my God, I know her. So it's, it's neat when you, well, we had Brian on and I was so excited and pumped up and I was asking those questions for my kids who didn't listen. So it didn't matter, but I was really <laughs> excited about it. You know, we put it out there for everybody. Um, we really wanted to promote it and support it from, from Promo Corner and from Industry Insider. Um, so when you see people that you know on there, you're just so happy for them. And um, yeah, I'm just, just, just neat seeing the, the list of people and all the names. That's all. Yeah, I, I just have one kind of off the wall question. And I don't know if this is um, a future direction or something that PPAF has plans to get involved in. But I know one of the challenges people always say about our industry is just the lack of education about it. And I'm just wondering, is, is that something that, um, I don't know if this is the right place or not, but is that something PPAF can help as far as getting, you know, um, lesson plans at different colleges or speaking to different colleges or even connecting uh, people in the industry into the university side? Like, is, is that a direction that they could go or? So it is a subject, it's absolutely a subject we talk about actually quite a bit because if you think about it, right, we're, we're awarding those that are involved in our industry, whether they're a direct employee of the industry or a, um, you know, a, a son, daughter of the, of the direct employee. So the, the, I'll say it's stronger than hope, but I'll say the hope is, right, that be, by contributing, we're starting to spread some, spread some of that education. Um, so what we've started to discuss uh, internally, too, is, is how best to leverage some of that um, to make sure that we want to promote, you know, re regardless of, of the area of study, but at the same time, and you've probably read some of these, you'll read through some of these um, applications, and there is an interest, you know, of carrying on the legacy of, of mom, dad, or staying in the industry, mm -hmm. and that's really what we want to, we want to push for, um, so at the same time, spreading that message, and then, you know, creating that loyalty, um, which our industry, like I've started in the open, you know, the mafia is about the best example, right, so, <laughs> So being able to create that and spread that, I think, is a huge part of it, too. Cool. Very cool. All right, Meg, anything else to add? No. I had all these questions, but then I was just, like, so entranced by listening to it all that I forgot them. So it's okay. No. Yeah. PSA, I guess, if you've got kids in the and you're in the industry. Oh, I got one. No reason not to have no them reason. apply, right? Yeah, I was going to say four, 466 is awesome, guys, but 
there's a heck of a lot more that could be, you know, so, so check out the website, whether it's uh, interest in donation, interest in being a reviewer or interest, holy cow, I got a son, daughter that's going into college. How did I not know about this? Right. Mm -hmm. So, so check it out and, and kind of learn more about it and then reach out, obviously. So I do have a question now, did you guys, was it mandatory that they all send in essays or did anyone get creative and like do like a video? Cause I saw Jeff uh, Anderson, Anderson, maybe it wasn't Anderson now that I think about it. So maybe not, but I feel like, like his kid would probably do like a really cool video and like all kind of effects. Did you get any of those? Yeah, no, it's, it's essay because it's pretty locked down, but I'll tell you there were some that got creative within the bounds of essay, you know, so mm -hmm. So it does, it does require you to kind of go through, um, kind of like Stephen mentioned, we, we locked it down to make it more of a, um, you know, process that, that can be judged equally, but that said, you know, kids are creative. So there is some, some creativity within those bounds. Yeah. Without going into specifics, there were several people that started to tell a story that I was not sure how it was going to relate to the person <laughs> at all. And then boom, like, it's like, it, they were told it from a different point of view. And I mean, there's some very creative essays that were that were submitted so that's awesome very cool part of it i'm sure you know trying to pick yeah. go through it and read these people's stories and and those are the ones that stand out right that yeah completely, besides me weeping in front of my computer the ones that <laughs> you know really throw you for a loop those are the ones that stick so very cool rapid right, fire well, it yeah if you guys got nothing else we'll uh we'll go into rapid fire yeah yeah oh yeah all right I'll go first then. Okay. Uh, first of all, we should say Shannon Loretto, she did, of course, notice Meg's new hair color. So yes. And uh, she did Ooh. put the little fire emoji. And yes, it is literally uh, fire red-ish. My hair, it's going, I'm just going darker again. The blonde just destroyed my hair and it wasn't my look. It just wasn't. So yeah. I'm going back to Burnett. Darker is better, Meg. Darker is better. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Thank you, Shannon. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll go first. What would Meg Erber's fight name be? <laughs> I don't know if Dustin knows me that well, though. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. This is the Urbanator. The Urbanator? Urbanator? That's a Eric Levin and a Walter name for me. They give that for sure. Or, or Megatron. Yes. Yeah. Megatron. That's a great one, actually. <laughs> That's a great one. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, because of the hair, Meg Firecracker Erber. Do I have to give myself one? That's kind oh, of yeah. weird. What, what, did you actually have a ring name? No. I mean, we always used to come around because my limbs are so long. They'd be like the gazelle or something. I don't really have okay. one now. I don't. Meg Go Go yeah. Gadget Erber. Oh, yeah, that's actually Stretch, been... Stretch Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Justin, what, what is Meg Herber's fight name? I don't like Urbanator. I was just thinking uh, we could just go, we could combine it. Megatron Urbanator, I feel like it's pretty, uh, yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, All right, we'll, we'll Megatron. accept it. <laughs> we'll accept it. Megatron Urbanator Herber. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Meg, since you were the topic of the first rapid fire question, why don't you go next? All right. What was your, what is your favorite mafia movie? I mean, it's got to be Goodfellas, right? It's a good one. Could I, could you I can't say use Depa Departed? Could I do that? It's not really mafia per se. It's kind of. 
No, it is. That's exactly. It's true. Yeah. Departed. Why can't Why can't you say Godfather? Because I, I feel like that's a cop out. That's almost like it. it, it that's the obvious. All right. What was the one with uh, John Malkovich? Being John mm. Malkovich. <laughs> it might have been actually. I don't know. I don't remember. There was. I don't know. He there was a, a mafia movie that he was in. Forgive me. That one is your favorite. The one you don't know the name of. Probably. <laughs> nice. I mean, I, I'm not honestly. I don't watch a ton of mafia movies. I mean, uh, I would say Godfather. Goodfellas is a great one, but yeah. I would have to go with Casino. I like I love Ooh. me a little Joe Pesci and his little just he's a firecracker. Yeah. Meg the firecracker Herber firecracker. loves a firecracker. <laughs> a Scarface, <laughs> Scarface maybe? <laughs> Scarface might be a stretch. I feel that's like a stretch. That's a, yeah. yeah. Say hello to my little friend. Good one though. All right. On another list. That's right. My turn. Yep. Yeah. On a plane. Are you sleeping, watching a movie, reading a book, or working? I don't know. Is Nick Marriott watching? <laughs> no, I am known for sleeping, and it's embarrassing. I'm so thankful that I get to wear a mask because my kids take pictures of me. I take two Dramamine, and I drink um, a bottle of the Dream Water because I get so motion sickness that I will throw up if I don't. So before the even plane takes off, I am... <laughs> My head is on the floor. Yeah, so the, the only, I, I, I can't sleep on a plane. Uh, the only time I've slept on a plane was to and from China, and that was because it was like mandatory. Um, I would most likely be working or playing a game. I'm, I'm listening to music. Can't sleep on a plane, but listen to music. Yeah, listening to music is a good one. Yeah. Done that. How about you, Stephen? Or, or pretending because I don't want to talk to the guy next to me. Yeah. <laughs> Sleeping and or movies. I like as soon as that TV allows me to click a movie, I'm seeing how long the runtime is and how long I have on the plane and finding a movie to start immediately. Yeah, fair enough. Very cool. All right, Dustin, it is your turn to ask the Industry Insider hosts a rapid fire question. All right, so you're given you're given a million dollars cash. You can't save it. First thing you spend it on debt. Come on, is that a is that a good answer? I mean, I feel like that's another cop house. Out. It's not a cop out though. It's literally the first thing I would do. I'd pay off my damn house, <laughs> right. and then I would travel. I would go somewhere. I'd take a big fat vacation. That's what I would do. I would buy those. I would buy that house um, in Maine that I've been talking about. And uh, I was just talking to Vinny, my realtor up there. <laughs> I would, I would drop that house, but I would probably drop it on the nicer one that I was looking at. So yeah, that's what I would spend. In a all over the place. weren't you talking about Florida like a couple weeks, months? Still on the, still on the plate. Still on the. Still on the. It'll be house two. All right. Steven? Yeah, I mean, if we can't use the payoff stuff, um, I'm going to go with probably buy some properties. Kids are too responsible. I'm buying a stick, <laughs> a stick smoker, a trailer stick smoker. Okay. Ooh. That's, it. That's all I want. That'll make me happy. What, I don't I even know what whatever is. I'll give to my wife. <laughs> Do you have one of those Blackstones? Is what they're called? Blackstone grills? So this, this is another conversation, but I'm, I'm trying to get final approvals from my wife on this. Yeah, I think every every man needs one. I think I need to get one for VJ for like the next right? holiday. 
I need to look this up. Come on, Mrs. Dustin Wicks. What's that? I said, come on, Mrs. Dustin Wicks. Let him have it. (laughs) I'm sure she's listening. (laughs) All right. Any uh, anything else from you guys, or should we uh, wrap it up? That was good. That was good. All right. Very good. Well. Listen, this uh, wonderful broadcast talking to you today about Promotional Products Education Foundation was brought to you by our good friends at TechWeld. In in USA Made, in a world filled with worry regarding overseas products, they offer many USA Made products to help separate themselves from the promotional products pack. And uh, look, uh, you know, cannabis products has certainly been uh, a huge thing, and they've got a whole line of cannabis products as well. Uh, and introducing their new leaf line. So go check them out as well. Um, and on top of that, another thing that is still very popular as people are still working from home, uh, not everybody is back yet, uh, are the, uh, the Come Kit Around with us. You know, it's their, their initiative to push kits. So they've got, you know, kits that you can push out to people, drop ship them to homes, uh, and all of that good jazz. They've got eight different stock packaging for their kits. They've got an EVA bag, a PVC tent pouch, a PVC tube, an organza bag, a pillow pouch, and the BTL202, which is a 30-ounce tumbler. They've also got those awesome kick-butt retro lunchboxes. So not many players in the industry are focusing too heavily on kits, which really allows them to hone in on the market uh, for those products and really expand upon their already vast kit line. So go check them out uh, at techweld.com for more information. That's T-E-K-W-E-L-D.com. You won't be sorry that you did. Dustin, I really appreciate you being on, and I really appreciate what you contribute to the industry through PPEF. Uh, I know it's a huge undertaking and takes up a considerable amount of time, so thank you, um, and thanks for being on with us to share some of the stories. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Oh, and also, big congrats, Dustin. Halo being number one this year, big congrats. So, I mean, pass that to the rest of the guys, and tell me said thank you. Or we'll do. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I can <laughs> tell them whatever you want. <laughs> thank you and congratulations you're <laughs> <Excellent>. welcome <laughs> thanks all right guys take care we'll see you next week thank you for listening to this week's episode of promo corners industry insider for more great content from industry thought leaders including podcasts blogs and videos visit promocorner.com